Hey guys, it's Deborah. I'm back with another video. Um, yeah, I can't believe it's fall already. I mean, the leaves are changing and it's gorgeous. You know, I'm sure you know this by now, but fall is one of my absolute favorite times of year just because of how immaculate the colors can be and just how beautiful it is to see the changing of seasons. It's like probably that in spring, you know, it's such a vividness to the change and um, so symbolic, you know, like spring is so symbolic of new life and uh, just new beginnings. And fall is kind of that symbol of changing into another season and how it's, it can be beautiful. You know, seasons changing can be a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, so I'm just kind of walking down a country road here, uh, enjoying my time outside with the cool, crisp air and the gorgeous colors, as you can see. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a minute and go find a nice, cozy spot by the river and share with you what the Lord has put on my heart. So give me one second. There, all cozy and snugged in next to the river. If you can see it, there's water right there. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a giant river by any means, but it's not like a tiny little creek either, but it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so I've just been really feeling the Lord wanted me to share this with you guys. It's been on my heart lately, and um, it's about following Jesus and hearing his voice. And in this day and age, it is so important to be close to Jesus and to be able to hear his voice clearly so that we can be directed and brought to where he wants us to be. Because as we can see in John 10 verse 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. Now, when Jesus says he's the good shepherd, we know that a good shepherd leads to peace and safety and abundance and really and a really good life for these uh for these sheep a good shepherd protects his flock a good shepherd you know makes for sure that they are sustained and that they are you know protected and put into good environments and given enough food and everything and he loves his sheep but jesus says i am the good shepherd and i know my sheep and i'm known by my own but what's incredible if you go to verse 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Now, to hear Jesus's voice, we must follow Jesus. And what's so cool is that really Jesus only has one request and requirement of mankind, and that is to follow him. That's all he asks is for us to follow him. And we can follow this and no pun intended. We can follow the journey of Jesus and him um, and watching the requirement of us following him as we look at the initial disciples, the first 12. When we look in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. 
that is impactful. I love seeing that. They immediately dropped what they were doing to follow Jesus because there is something so compelling and so powerful about following Jesus. It's life. <laughs> like literally Jesus requires us, us to follow him, but that's where we find life because we find life true life in following Jesus. And so I love that. But then we go on to chapter, well, we're in the same chapter, chapter four, and then we go down to verse 21 through 24. And it says, going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them. So he said the same thing, follow me. That's his call. And so then immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So they left their boat and their livelihood and they left their father and they followed Jesus immediately. And I love that again. It's just so powerful and impactful. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. How incredible is it, guys, that Jesus called these four first disciples who happened to be two pairs of brothers, which is also incredible, and they were four of them were fishermen. Jesus called them to follow him, and immediately they follow him, but immediately they start seeing the power of Jesus. Immediately they start seeing miracles and miraculous happenings caused by Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I mean, Jesus, just this is amazing. They're seeing the power of the living God by their obedience and following Jesus, just answering that call, just answering what Jesus said, follow me. And they are experiencing something immediately right after. And it's just so cool because that's true. It's really, really true. That's what happens when we answer the call to follow Jesus. We start seeing things. We start seeing amazing, immaculate things from the Lord and it like personal things, things in our lives, we start to experience, but we start seeing God all around us. We start seeing the things that the Lord is doing everywhere in other people's lives. And it's so, so incredible. Now, if we go to Matthew four, Oh, yes, we were in Matthew 4. Excuse me. If we go to Matthew 9, go to Matthew 9, 9. And this is, uh, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. So again, an immediate response to Jesus asking him to follow him. He asked Matthew, follow me. And he left the tax office and followed Jesus. And it was immediate, an immediate response to Jesus. And so immediately after he starts experiencing things, um, and, and hearing the voice of Jesus. It's so awesome. So these two things correlate, you know, following Jesus and hearing his voice, they correlate. Now let's look at, uh, chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 26, and we will see the cost of following Jesus. And Jesus is very upfront about what our experience is going to be like as disciples of Jesus Christ. He's very upfront and he's very open about what that looks like. 
And so we look here, starting in verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So here Jesus is confirming that following him is where we find life. Following Jesus is life, guys. It's life. And, you know, the, the word says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And it's so true, though. <laughs> true life happens when we follow Jesus. And Jesus is telling us what the cost would be. He said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now, what does that mean? It means if we deny ourselves, that means that we want to become more like Jesus. We're denying the things of the flesh. We're denying the things of this world. And we want to be fully bonded with Jesus by following him and taking up your cross. Now, you watch the life of Jesus. And as disciples, we are image bearers. And we are to, you know, a Christian means to be Christ-like. And that is our goal as Christians and as disciples of Jesus. We want to be more like Jesus. And so our experiences in life very likely will mirror the things that happen in Jesus's life. Now, when you take up your cross, that means, you know, things might not be so easy all the time. We might come across persecution. We might come across, well, that's actually a given. Jesus told us we would be persecuted for his namesake. And so we can, when it happens, it's not a surprise. Jesus gives us forewarning that that would happen. But he said, what they did to me, they will also do to you because a servant isn't greater than their master. So he gives us this clear indication and this clear warning of what we are coming up against as, as believers and as Christ followers. So to take up our cross, we might have suffering. We might have difficulties. We might go through trials and tribulations, which is a given. Um, but you know, it's a given in life in general. Everybody comes up against trials and tribulations and life is never easy peasy. So why wouldn't we want to face that with a loving savior by our side? Why wouldn't we want to face life with a loving savior who can help us heal and protect us and guide us along the way and love us through the process? Why wouldn't we want that instead of facing the world's problems without him, which is so painful and so hard to do? And so Jesus tells us this, you know, if you want to find life, follow me, follow me. And then we look at Matthew nineteen twenty one where Jesus is talking to a rich young ruler. And um, let's just go back, and I'm just going to read this uh, from verse 16, because it just makes sense to do that. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I might have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go 
Sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Jesus called the rich young ruler to follow him. But when the young man had heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Now, do you remember? We just read, if you want to save your life, you'll lose it. And if you lose your life for my sake, you'll find it. Jesus just said that. And so Jesus is asking this rich young ruler to give up his possessions, actually to sell it, to do good, to, to give it to the poor, and then to follow him. Because that's what Jesus desires most is for us to follow him. And, and then the rich young ruler went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. So he was trying to hold on to this life. He was trying to hold on to the possessions in this world rather than give it up for eternal life. And then we watch when Jesus says, Go sell what you have to give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. So he is telling him, you will have treasure. It'll just be in heaven, not on earth. And come follow me. He would have been perfect had he done this. Because through doing those two things that Jesus asked, he would have fulfilled the greatest commandments, which Jesus left us, which is love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So he would have actually fulfilled the commandments the Lord left us, but he didn't. So you see again that there is a cost to following Jesus, but it does not exceed the reward that we have in following Jesus. Now, if we go to verses 27 through 29, it says, Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Peter, being very human, asked Jesus, we have given up everything. What do we have then in return for doing so? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, which is in heaven, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Now that is specific to the first twelve disciples. But then Jesus said this, Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Now, not only do we get salvation, do we receive eternal life through Jesus by following him, but he will reward those who diligently seek him and follow after him. He is a rewarder. And so Jesus said, you shall receive a hundredfold. Whatever you had to give up to follow me, I will give you a hundredfold. Jesus is so good. He is so good, you guys. He's amazing. He's beautiful. It, it takes my breath away and I have no words to explain how beautiful Jesus is. And because the reward of following him is so far greater than any sacrifice we could ever see. Any sacrifice that we would have to do or give up or, or it seems like we have to give up for him, for following him. He will reward you a hundredfold. And that's not even counting eternal life, guys. That's not even counting eternal life. He gives us eternal life. That should be enough. Like, seriously, that is enough. That is enough to satisfy my soul. But he gives us even more abundantly above 
and beyond what we could ask or think. And he's so beautiful and amazing. And then we go to John chapter 12, verse 26. And it says, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. And so we find that following Jesus, our master, he wants to be near us. He wants us to be near him. And yes, he's our master and our savior and our Lord, but he also calls us friend. And he wants to have that intimate closeness and that, that, uh, that bonding relationship with us because it is so real and it's so life-giving guys to follow Jesus and to hear his voice. It's, it's one and the same in order to hear Jesus's voice. We must follow him closely. And so this is what I want to say. How closely we follow Jesus will determine how clearly we hear his voice. And I say that because, you know, Imagine being in a single file line on a, on a, uh, little trail, you know, somewhere where you really can't do anything but be in a single file line. And now imagine there's like a train of people, like just a row of people following after the guide and the guide is Jesus. So the, the master and the guide that's in the front of the line is Jesus and those following him behind him are his disciples and and followers of Christ. But say if I find myself as the 30th person way in the back. And there's people behind me too, but um what if I'm the 30th person and Jesus says something and I ask the person in front of me, what did Jesus just say? And they turn back and look at me and they say, Jesus said something along the lines of this this this. And so they give me a, you know, kind of a, a shortened version, a, uh, you know, like a bullet point version of what Jesus had just said, like a, you know, smaller version. And I don't know about you, but I want to, I want to hear it straight from his mouth. I want to hear it straight from the lips of my savior, what he's saying and what he's, what he's teaching and what he, what he's guiding. And so instead of being, cause if, cause if you're 30 people back, the message can be shortened and you get, you get this like synopsis version of it instead of an actual, you know, straight from the lips of Jesus himself, uh, version. And, you know, the people in front of me could be, you know, ministers, pastors, um, they can be people of great influence, but. I don't want to hear what the Lord had to say to me through other people only. I want to hear it from the source. I want to be right up there, right behind Jesus. I want to be the one that's close to Jesus. And everyone can be that way. That's what's so beautiful about it is that Jesus is available for everyone. So everybody in that line can feel the closest to Jesus. You know, it's not, it's just a hypothetical scenario, but 
How closely do you want to follow Jesus? You get to choose that. You get to choose how closely you want to follow the Lord. You get to choose how closely you follow the Lord and whether or not you get to hear his voice and hear what he has to say to you. Because I want to hear instruction from the Lord. I want to hear guidance from the Lord. I want to get direction straight from Jesus. And while pastors and ministers have a place in relaying information from the Lord to us, it is so vital and very crucial, really, in order to live a life fully pleasing to the Lord, we must be hearing from the voice of God himself. We must be hearing from Jesus himself because these days, um, the Lord is coming back very soon, guys, and things are changing rapidly in this world. And we cannot only rely on the only information that we get from Jesus from the pulpits or from ministers or, you know, anything like that. We have to get our information straight from the source. That's spending time with Jesus in prayer, spending time with the Lord through his word, spending time with the Lord in worship and seeking his face and seeking his word for our life and his direction and guidance straight from him because there's no time to waste. And, you know, given the scenario that things could change in a minute, um, we have to rely only on Jesus. And so we can get his guidance and we can get his direction through his word. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can get his direction through his word, but we can hear it in our spirit through Jesus by the Holy Spirit. He can tell us what we need to do. He can tell us what next step we need to take. He can tell us where we need to go, what we need to say. And I want to hear that straight from the Lord because then, then I can act in confidence. Then I can act in confidence that the Lord himself told me to do this thing. The Lord himself told me to say this thing. The Lord himself told me to go this place and, and to, to do this thing. We, in order to act in confidence, we need to get direction straight from the source and we need to get direction straight from Jesus. And it's so vital, guys. It is so important in this day and age that we do this now, that we, that we, that we take time with the Lord now to find out what he has for our lives, what his will is for our life. And the thing is, it's never too late. It's never too late to get up to speed to what the Lord has for you, for his will for your life. It's not too late, guys. If you've been slacking in that area, if you've been slacking and not spending time with the Lord, not consulting in the Lord for what to do with your life, what to do next, um, you know, where to go, what your purpose is in life, the perfect will of God in your life. If you have not been consulting in the Lord, it is not too late to start because he will get you up to speed. Even if you've been slacking for years, he can get you up to speed now because now is the time. It is so important. And I cannot stress that enough. It is so important to be in the perfect will of God and to be hearing straight from the source what he has for your life specifically and in order to accomplish his will. Um, and we can only do that if we are getting our information straight from him and acting on it in confidence. And that's the only way we can act in confidence is because if we hear it straight from the source, um, there's no question. 
So I just wanted to encourage you guys today to just take that time with Jesus. Talk to him throughout your day. You know, if you have any question about anything, you can always ask him and he will always answer you. You know, he said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. So there's no question. <laughs> you know, there's no question. And I just want to say that when you seek him and when you ask him for guidance, um, there is such a protection in that. And there is such a, a, a peace in that that uh, compares to nothing else in this world. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys. I love you so much. Jesus loves you so much more. And he desires this closeness, this intimacy with you. And he wants you to be walking right next to him in that line. He wants you to hear straight from the source and because he loves you and he cares for you and he has great plans for your life. And he just wants that opportunity for closeness with you. And, um, I know in my life it has been life changing to be close to the Lord, to hear his voice and his direction. And so I want the same for you guys. I love you guys so much. I cannot wait to reach back out to you and uh, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.